Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of Average to Savage. Got another special guest today, former NFL player Rob Jackson. Rob, what's up? Hey, TG, what's going on, brother? Pleasure, pleasure to be up here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had to get you on. Uh, Definitely, man. So could you just uh, tell the listeners a little about yourself? Okay, a little bit about Rob Jackson. Born and raised uh, West Haven, Connecticut. Graduated West Haven High School, class of 2000, 2004. Uh, went off to junior college at Fort Scott Community College for a year and a half. Transferred there. Went to Kansas State. Uh, graduated Kansas State 2008. Got drafted seventh round to the Washington Redskins. Played there for six years. And uh, you know, I'm here now. Retired at... Uh, 2014. Gotcha. Yeah, well, let's like break all that down now. So, when did you uh, start playing football? I started when I was in uh, freshman year in high school. You know, I was a basketball player growing up. Okay. Um, in my, until until that point. So, you know, I, the reason why I played, I started playing football was because of my peers. You know, the, the friends that I was around, the people that I hung with. Mm-hmm. You know, they were all football players. So, you know, I went out freshman year, tried it, you know, loved it, was great at it. It took off from there. Gotcha. What was that like? A, that was was that like a learning curve because you had to like learn the rules and stuff, right? Um. Yeah, but the rules were the rules were you know that, that wasn't that wasn't the hard part about it. Yeah. I feel like that was just a natural a natural talent in football. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, and, and, and I would add on to the coaches at the time, uh, Richie Gauthier, um, Eddie McCarthy. You know those guys. You know they, they saw a lot in me that I didn't see in myself as far as the football. Yeah. Went. You know they used to tell me all the time like you know you got it. Got what it takes to go to D one, this and that, and I just thought that's what they told everybody. But I didn't really see the potential of myself that they saw in. Yeah. How big or small were you, like freshman year of high school? Freshman year, I felt probably about six one. Oh, all right. In height, that's when I have my. That's when I. That's when I have my. Uh, my growth spurt. Everything yeah. happened my freshman year. Gotcha. I grew. I got taller. Um, you know, I got growth spurt. So I was about, I was probably about six one. Yeah. Probably about two ten, two fifteen, maybe. Tight end defensive end. Gotcha. Yeah, so you're already grown right there, freshman. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So what was it like growing up in West Haven and playing for Coach McCarthy? Um, it was it was cool, man. I mean, you know as, as a West Haven guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you get the best of, of, of anything you want, you know. You got the projects, you got the, the hood, you got the, the nice neighborhoods, you got the, the, the Caucasians, the blacks, the Puerto Ricans. You know, you got a little bit of everything. So yeah. you kind of pick which direction you want to go with to. And that's, and that's what I did. You know, I had the opportunity to, to do any and everything that I wanted. And sports was, was, was my way out, was, was, what I, what, was what I chose to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think just growing up in West Haven with the diversity you have, I think that's what uh, sets us apart from uh, other people. Right, right, definitely. And uh, so 2002, you guys went on, you were 12-0 and and you won the state championship. So what, what was that season like? Any amount of talent could have beat 
the amount of 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 love we had for each other. Like yeah. that, that season, I mean, I, we we were, we were a really talented team, but I think the brotherhood and, and our camaraderie and and the the, the the bonfire nights we had and you know the parties we used to have at Tommy Tomorrow's house for us that much closer to them. Yeah. So you know, even if we were on the field playing against a, a more talented, more talented team than us, you know, just our love for each other, you know, brought us together. And you know, we we, we just fought through. I remember the championship game, <clears throat> the championship game in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. They were a really talented team. You know, they might have been a little bit better than us. I mean, to be honest with you, but when we felt that when we felt that energy, when we felt that they were a talented team, or you know, a little bit better than us, or just as good as us. You know, we came together. We had that look in our eyes, and we knew we had to. You know, it was something that that I can't even describe. I, I haven't felt it ever since that moment. Yeah. But just feeling that, knowing that you know, brotherhood is way more important than just talent and athleticism and ability. You know, that speaks volumes of of our team and why we won that game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think. If I'm not mistaken, like I'm pretty sure I was there, but I was I was I was young, so I don't really remember. But I think I was at the game, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, coming out of high school, uh, or during high school, like, what was the recruiting process like for you? I knew the recruiting process was, was was crazy. It was kind of overwhelming because. Uh, you know, because I didn't have any direction, and you know, I haven't spoken to anybody that's been going through the same thing that I have. So, you know, all I really had to listen to was, you know, Coach Mack and Boche and those guys. So I really didn't know what to, which direction to go into. You know, I was yeah. sort of just going with the flow. You know, sort of just okay, this, this school wants me. Okay, I'll go here. I'll sign here. You know, and then, so eventually I ended up signing with Syracuse because it was close to home. Yeah. And you know, it was and they had a good relationship with our high school. You know, they used to give us donate pads to us and. You know, make sure that you know, he took care of us. So you know, it was, it was easy for me to choose uh, Syracuse. Gotcha. So who who else was recruiting you uh, out of high school? Um, it was it was a lot of schools. Um, it was all the Auburns, it was Indiana. Um, it was uh, it was Florida, uh, Florida State. Uh, it was Clemson, Purdue. But I mean, the, the, it, it came down towards because you know I was still I was still in Michaelhead too at the time, so my grades weren't even nowhere near what they, what they needed to be. Yeah. So the, when all that was said and done, you know, my, my scholarship was cut in half to you know to schools that you know accepted these or you know it was you know it was kind of yeah you know more lenient on the academic side. Yeah, for sure. So what so what happened with Syracuse and how did you end up going to junior college at Fort Scott? Oh well, I mean, I, I I eventually did end up qualifying um, academically. Mm-hmm. So you know what they did was they they had a good relationship with one of the head coaches out there at Fort Scott. That was it was going to be his first year uh, coaching out there at Fort Scott. So you know what they did was set me up with him, and they were going to take care of me for that year and a half. And then once I finished there and got my grades up and graduated there, I was supposed to report back to Syracuse. Gotcha. But but uh, after my first year. And I had, a, I had a great year there, mind you. I, my first year, I had a great year with all KJCC. Appreciate yeah. all American the following year. Um, I was supposed to go back to Syracuse, but Coach Pasquale and his staff, the ones that fired me originally, they had got fired. Okay. So once once that happened, um, you know, I was a free agent, so to speak. You know, I still, yeah. I can, you know, I didn't, I wasn't committed to anybody. You know, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have to report back to anybody. So, you know, I was pretty much able to go anywhere I wanted to. 
Gotcha. And I know you played tight end in high school, but then I was just doing some research and I saw that you played in junior, junior college too. So how how'd that come about? Oh well, um, my junior college team we were we were pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> it was a real competitive. It was a real competitive conference. Yeah. You know, a lot of people went to Division One, and a lot of people went to the NFL that played in that conference prior to me getting there. And um, you know, so our tight end was you know was, was wasn't that good at the time. Yeah. So I'm not. And, and so I suggested to the coach, I said, "Hey, you know, I'm dominating over here at defensive end. I mean, I can I can play both ways if needed, and I can do a better job than the guy that we have that we have here." So you know, they're like, "Okay, Rob, you know, you're a pretty good athlete." So you know, we went about it. I played both ways. You know, I, I did a lot better, and I did well. Yeah. Um, I tied a position, but then after a while, after like a third or fourth game, they started keying on. They started keying in on me. You know, they know when I was coming in. You know, it was going to be a pass to me, or so it was going to be some 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 type of something yeah. to me, because you know the talent on our team wasn't that good. So we, they knew wherever I was at or wherever I was in, something was going to happen. You know, so we couldn't really disguise it much. So you know, it was it was, was short lived with me being successful at that tight end position. But you know, when, initially when I first when I first started, when, you know, and you know they didn't know I was going in that tight end. I mean, I was yeah. I was balling, man. <laughs> gotcha, and I know. Uh... You watched Last Chance U, so and they went to a Kansas school this year, Independence. So, do you think they uh, portrayed the lifestyle of JUCO accurately? Oh yeah, definitely, man, definitely. JUCO will make a man out of you. And I know if, if anybody saw Last Chance U, you saw the guys ready to go home, not wanting to go to class, and you know that's exactly how it is. You know what I mean? It's, 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 not only do you have to get up for these early morning workouts and practices, but you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> sure so was it like the stores were like miles away from you to go to like grocery store and stuff like that what was like going to like a store was it like miles away from you like at community college well, yeah what we had what we had was the uh was a, was a walmart was it was a walmart i think it was a walmart but we had a yeah. walmart that we had to walk to and that was it wasn't it wasn't too far from us yeah. that was the only thing in the town that we had the super walmart we got everything from there clothes food <laughs> um you know everything we had one store gotcha gotcha so if if last chance you was around like when you were playing juco would you want would you want to be on the show oh yeah of course of course man of course because a lot of people don't understand like what it was going through it especially at fort scott at the time you know we were a losing team and you know like the facilities were bad equipment was bad everything was just bad you know we wasn't wasn't money for the school so it was kind of like it was a burden on it um sure i mean just me watching it i'm just like sometimes when i see like just the the landscape i'm just like wow it's just like 
like you said, a whole different world out there in the middle of nowhere. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, so coming out of JUCO, what new offers did you get? Well, I, mean, I, got, I got pretty much a lot of the same offers. And, yeah. I, and, and I was, was going to go. Ole Miss is one of the schools that offered me as a tight end, actually, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> so that shows you, you know, the little, the little yeah. bit of work that I've done, you know, it, uh, you know, it carried over. But I, but I mean, I had a, I think I had a, a, the same amount, if not more, than I did coming out of high school because I was a junior college kid. I was a little bit more mature. Yeah. And they understood that, you know, it was a really good conference. And if I excelled in that conference and, and, and graduated, you know, they, they understood that it was, you know, yeah, I, you know, I was worth something. Yeah. But, then again, but then again, you know, I had an academic problem. And, you know, just that was cut in half. And then I was limited to the schools that accepted these and things like that. And, um, and Kansas State happened to be one of them. And I was already in Kansas, you know, the, the worst part of Kansas. So I figured, <laughs> why not just go two hours, two hours north to uh, Manhattan, Kansas? And um, I just finished playing and continue my career here. You know, they offered me a starting position. You know, so you know, I knew I would get playing time. Um, I, you know, like I said, I've already been in Kansas, so I wouldn't have to travel anymore. Yeah. So I mean, it just, it just made sense to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know Bill Snyder was the coach like before you got there. So was he in your recruiting process to get you there before he retired? Yeah, yeah. He, Bill Snyder, he was the one. He was the the, uh, the coach. Him and his coach staff were the ones that recruited me. Okay. And then he, when he retired, you know, Ron Prince and his staff they picked up all his old recruits and all the people that they had on the radar, and they, you know, they, they you know they, they informed us that hey, you know, Snyder he's retired. Um, it's just it's, it's us and his new staff. You know, we were like we still like to offer you, and still like to go forward with with, with the process. So I was like, all right, great, man. Good news to me. You know, I would, I would love to play for Snyder. Yeah. At the end of the day, my mind was already made up on, you know, coming to Kansas State and, you know, traveling up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So what, overall, what was your experience like at Kansas State? And I know you played with the likes of, like, Josh Freeman and Jordy Nelson. Well, it was great. It was great, man. You know, I used to tell myself every day, every night in Kansas, you know, when I, when I was up there for two years in the summer and stuff and towards the guy and just, you know, the grind that, that I went through, I used to always tell myself, I said, hey, if I, could, if I can make it through this, I can make it through anything. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and when I went to Kansas State, that was a breeze, man. That was, that was, I, I was too easy. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, everything was just like, you know, every, you know, guys were playing, oh man, we gotta go to work out, and then we gotta go to class. So I'm saying, saying like, what are you serious? Let me get to, get these, we get these stipend checks monthly. Yeah. We got uh, nice places, air conditioned dorms or whatever. I can live off campus. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You worry about going practice in class right now? So I mean, that was, it was it was easy. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Also, it was a lot of fun. For sure. And what? When did you like know you had the chance to go to the NFL? Um, after my after my first year there. Yeah. After my first year there, I, I had a, I had a pretty good I had a pretty good season my junior year. Um, you know, we were still in the fourth grade, and I was still a rusty and coming up the edge, so that was what I was comfortable at. So, you know, after that, um, you know, the agent started calling. Um, they, you know, started saying, we're around, I'll, I'll be projecting in. You know, just, you know, filling your head up with, with stuff that you shouldn't be worried about at that time. But it's, it's hard not to. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, after, after my junior year, you know, kind of hit home, like, oh, okay, you know, this is what I've been working for. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been put to the test. You know, for for this reason, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. here's my opportunity. But you know, after after my junior year, we switched the we switched the defense. You know, we went to uh, three four. I know you're familiar with three four defense. Yeah. You know, I, I was the I was the defensive end, so I wasn't the outside linebacker rushing rushing in. I was the defensive end. 
So it was kind of it was kind of hard for me to make make the play that I did. You know, my junior year coming off the edge. Yeah. So you know that 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 my spot dropped dramatically after that. You know, so that's why I ended up you know where I ended up. In my senior year, it was it was it was, it was frustrating, man. It was frustrating. And my makeup and you know my ability and even my my height and weight wasn't made to be a three four defensive end. Yeah. You know, so it was it was frustrating to me. You know, I couldn't make half the plays that I made, and you know I wasn't putting up half the stats. So it was hard for me not to you know want to go into take and just quit every game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And did uh, did you ever get to line up at tight end at Kansas State or no? No, I never did. I never did. I did on field goal team. We had a little fake game, but okay. you know, I never, I never got to do it like offensively. No. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it's two thousand eight, and it's draft day. What was that like? I mean, honestly, I really didn't. You know, I I wasn't even like glued to the TV, or okay. you know, I, I wasn't even like you know really too excited about it. You know, because my agent was telling me I, I, I was either going to go free agent or seventh round. So gotcha. So did did any team? Did you talk to any teams or work out for any teams before the draft? Uh, I, I talked to I talked to San Fran. San Fran was the only team that I that I, that I talked to before the actual draft day. So you know, I I thought I was going to be a 49er the whole time. <laughs> you know, and, and they played the uh, they it, it was one of the teams that did that they ran the three four the three four uh, defense, and uh, but they wanted me as an outside linebacker, not the defense that I played in college. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. So what was that like getting drafted in the seventh round by the Redskins? And uh, I guess obviously you were surprised that the Redskins picked you. Oh, I mean, it was a, it was a dream come true. It oh. was a dream come true. I mean, I lost a little hope and a little faith for a second. Um, you know, just due to you know the way my senior year played on Kansas State and you know the way I was just feeling mentally and you know physically and things like that. But I mean, it was a blessing. You know, I felt like um, you know just me being able to get there. You know, I had to I had to, I had to stay there. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay, I got there considering, you know, my position and my stance and how I felt about the whole situation. I still was able to make it. So I was like, okay, let me just, let me just, you know, get to do this, get, get the best out of it. You know, do do what I can and stay here as long as possible. Because, you know, a lot of people say the hardest part is not getting there, it's just getting staying there. Yeah. You know, so once I got there, you know, it's like they've been trying to get rid of me ever since. <laughs> you know, but, but, I've been, but, you know, I mean, I got six years off the deal, so, you know, I must be doing something right. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah, so being like a seventh round pick, did that leave a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, it did. It did. It did. You know what I mean? And um, and I was, it was early at the time when I when I didn't realize when I didn't realize the business aspect of the game, which was good. It was a good thing that I didn't realize the business aspect of football the game because you know I wouldn't have been going as hard and I wouldn't be able to stay around as long as possible. Um, if I if I would have known that it was all it was all business and you know if they're not paying you, they're not going to play you, and you know the best the best guys are always on the field. Yeah. That would be the truth for me. You know, a long time ago. But going into it, I always thought I had a shot to just, you know, showing up every day, practicing hard, making plays. You know, I always thought that, you know, I always had a chance. I always had a shot to play. Yeah. You know, so I didn't realize the real business aspect of it until after, you know, until I was there for, you know, X amount of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think sometimes it's it's good not to know everything. And so the first couple of years, you're back and forth, like practice squad, active uh, roster. And then I say like 2011, 2012 are like your breakout years. So give me like a walkthrough of like your your grind from like pretty much like practice squad to eventually you became a starter. It was easy. It was easy transition, honestly. The hardest part was the practices that I went through every day. Yeah. And I 
show up for it. I tried to go hard to make plays. Once I got the game, I wasn't surprised, and neither was my peers were surprised about the plays I made and the, and the things that I did because I've been doing it for so long. You know, yeah. I just didn't have the opportunity. So when the games came and I went in there, I mean, it was easy for me. It was it was it was natural. It was where I was supposed to be. That's why I made it look so easy because you know the, the hard part was the practices and and, and and making these plays and not getting any recognition. That was the hard part. Yeah. So once Sundays came around, man, I felt right at home, man. And, you know, nobody was nobody was surprised about you know the plays that I made, but the outside people, you know, but the outside yeah. media, but the outside fans, because you know the, my teammates and my peers and everybody they saw me make these plays day in day out for years. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it, it, and, you know, just I just need that opportunity, and once I got the opportunity, it showed. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. What was it your uh what was that moment like when you picked off Tony Romo to win the NFC East? I mean it was, it was huge. It was huge. I didn't realize how huge he was until afterwards. But in the moment, you know, I, I just did what I was coached. It was a it was a great play call by Jim Haslam and I and I always give him the credit. I always give him the credit because it was. You know, he took the inside whisk, he took the inside whisk up the middle and had me feel on the running back. So if I didn't make that play, that would have been on me. You know what I mean? He could have been in the right position to play. And win the game. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Did you know that you were uh, pretty much the longest active uh, player from the 2008 draft E class of the Redskins? I did. <laughs> I did know that. So, <laughs> I did. so yeah, that. It, it, it that, a lot. You yeah, know, it's it crazy. I was, I, was, I, was, I was the only guy that was still in the, in the NFL out of my draft class of the Redskins, you know, at that time. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, it, it meant a lot. You know, it just shows, shows and proves that. You know, hard work pays off. Regardless of your situations, regardless of your circumstances, you know, people can only hold you back so far. But, you know, if you, if you stick to it and, you know, do what you have to do and, and try, try to put that in the, in the back of your mind and still get stuff done, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all glory to you, man. It's all glory to you. Yeah, for sure. So you hit free agency in 2014, and I know the Eagles and the Raiders were looking at you, but you resigned with the Redskins. So how did you make that decision? Well, it was, it was a bunch of stuff that went on. Well, not a bunch of stuff, but it was one key thing that went on. Um, my agent at the time was no longer with the agency. Okay. And so so, so he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't clear that up for me. And he, he, he was supposed to. So it was a whole big deal with that. So he was, he was still representing me. But without the without without the agency backing, so he was telling me that these guys are saying this, these guys are saying that, these guys are saying this. But that's not what they were saying. He wasn't even, you know, he wasn't even with goal line anymore. He was just by himself, so he really didn't have the agency backing. Yeah. And so there was a whole whole ordeal with that. Once I found out that you know he wasn't really making any moves for me, so I signed with the Redskins because they, I almost had, to, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I wanted to, but I almost had to because he he wasn't. He wasn't legit, you know. It was it was just some some messed up stuff going on with him. So I mean, it was it was an easy decision once once I found that out. Gotcha. So so you never visited the Eagles or the Raiders? No, I didn't. I never did. Oh, it's crazy. I just I just remember uh, on Twitter it was like all over the place. Yeah, and I never I never even went. Oh, that's crazy. That's, 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 how, that's how powerful the media is. Yeah, and and the Raiders thing I thought was pretty interesting because I know that the late Tony Sperano was the head coach there and Seal Moore was playing, so it would have been a crazy uh, West Haven reunion over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, I never had a chance to make it over. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that that so yeah, that's some breaking news right there. Four years later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so after after that, uh, you got released, and then uh, what happened? Like no teams contacted you, or you just decided to retire, or. Why not? 
But I was still, I was probably like a year and a half, you know, I was still doing a, um, you know, working out, still kind of put my life on hold. And, um, you know, the, the agent that I signed with at the time, it was, it was still Goldline, that's my original agency, but it was, it was actually the guys that were with the, with the, uh, the agency. Yeah. You know, saying, you know, yeah, we're hearing this, we're hearing that, we're hearing this, we're hearing that. And, you know, after a year and a half of me just put my life on hold, you know, I decided to go on about my life, you know, and, and, and prior, prior to me, prior to me ending my career, you know, I have a, uh, you know, I went, I went, I went in business with, uh, one of the good friend of mine, Jonathan Wright. Mm-hmm. And he, um, and it's a, and it's a, a, a urban clothing store. Yep. Slash bar, slash barbershop called Upscale Avenue. You know, we had that, we had that going on prior to me not playing anymore in the NFL. So once, uh, once I, once I made up my mind and figured that I was going to stop doing that, you know, I just went all hands on with that. And that one was in Buzz Mall. And then we went on and opened another one in Manassas Mall. And, uh, you know, we're still building on that. And, you know, I just, I just went on, I just went on with my life. Started to find other, other sources of income. Because I was losing money sitting around working out, you know, yeah. trying to trying to hope, hopefully I get picked up. And I was just sitting there losing money, you know, I didn't have any income. Yeah. So I, you know, I went about doing that, and uh, you know, that, that, that's where I am now. And I'm I'm, I'm coaching uh, high school football at Bishop O'Connell. It's in Arlington, Virginia, and I'm a, I'm a huge investor in the the, the flipping house flipping houses business in uh, DC and Baltimore. Yeah. You know, we actually had a huge project sold to uh, John Hopson. John Hopkins Hospital. So I mean, I'm you know I'm yeah. So I'm just you know I'm just living my life, man. Your your business, Rob. Now, exactly. (laughs) So so what's it what's it like running a business now? And would you say playing football is harder or running a business? Um, I would say running a business, man, because football because football you you really just got to worry about yourself. You got to make sure you got to prepare yourself. Running the business, you got other aspects of it. You know, all the business aspects of it. Then you got your employees that you have to worry about, you have to manage, and sometimes you have to hold their hands. And, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's, it, 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 it's more, it, it's just from the business is a lot harder, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a lot harder, man. <laughs> For sure. And I know you said you were coaching and uh, high school. Would you ever want to coach, like, college or in the NFL? Not right now. Yeah. Just because of the uncertainty and just because of, you know, the, the, the sixth year that I was in the Redskins, you know, it was, every year was uncertain. You know, I, I didn't know whether I have to move somewhere, or whether I have to, you know, where I would be the following year. So yeah. as far as that goes, I, I'm I'm happy with just being able to plan for my future, knowing where I'm going to be next year. You know, as opposed to yeah. running around with the coach, you know, having you know not knowing if, if the coaching staff is going to get fired, and then you know have to find a new job, and you have to relocate, and you know I'm I'm done with that aspect of my life right now. So yeah. I mean, maybe in the future, but as of right now, you know, I, I like the idea of just being able to plan. And being able to, you know, know where I'm going to be in the next year or two. Yeah, for sure. And I know you have a son. Uh, are you going to let him play football? Oh, he wants to play football. He wants to play football. I mean, I, I don't want him to play so young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I felt like I, I started in high school. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I've, I've been blessed to not ever break a bone, to not ever go into surgery. And it's a 100% injury rate playing football. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want him to start so young so he can get beat up, you know, so by, so by the time he's 15 or 16, he already had two surgeries already. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, I mean, if, if he's, starting, he's starting to want to play. But, I mean, if, if, I'll let him play and figure it out. But you, you got to love the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, wanna, if, you, if you want to learn the hard way and think you want to play football, I mean, it's not for everybody. So if he, if he goes and he plays and he loves it and he's good at it and he's excelled, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, he'll have to learn and try it if he wants to play. Yeah, for sure. And I just started watching uh... – 
Coach Snoop on uh, Netflix, and these kids are like, I don't know, I don't know how old they are, but they're some of them are like really small, and I'm just like, it's like kind of painful to watch, like when they're getting like hit and like injured, and it's like they're like too young to be playing tackle football. Exactly, exactly, and that's and that's and that's my take on it, man. That's my take on it. I mean, you you you're, your body is not even really fully developed, and yeah. you're banging it around, you're hitting it around, and I'm and I'm not knocking the kids that play at a young age. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. But that's that's just that's just how I perceive it. Just because I played so late, you know what I mean? Just because I started playing in, in high school. So yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? You, you just on, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So going on some political stuff, what is your take on the Washington Redskins name? Do you think they should change the Redskins name or keep it? For sure, you're still a Redskins fan today, right? Correct. <laughs> so, what's your what's your take on uh, Colin Kaepernick and kneeling for the anthem and all the other players, and then now banning it and all this stuff going on? I mean, hats hats off to hats off to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good it's, it's good that he's standing by you know what he's standing by regardless of it cost him career his career whatever. I mean, I I, I appreciate him for that, and it takes a lot, and and, and to me. To me personally, it's not a big deal. You know, the national anthem, it doesn't mean that much to me as a person or, or, or my life. And, you know, I'm just now learning all the words to it now. So it really, it really wasn't that big of a deal to me. But, you know, if, if, if he feels that strongly about it and he's sticking by it regardless of whatever, that's off him. So there's not too many people that would do that. You know, once they were, once they, once people, a lot of people would have found out their job was on the line and, you know, this and that, you know, they would have switched up real quick. But for him to stick to it, Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, the craziest part, I don't know if you heard about it, like, you know, Michael Kendricks? Oh, Kendricks, yeah, about him. So he got called for, like, insider trading, and then he got cut by the Browns, and then the next week Seattle signs him and he plays. So, like, this guy is getting in, like, actual, like, legal trouble, and he plays in, like, Colin Kaepernick doesn't get signed. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. That's, like I said, and that's, and that's what society and what everybody they choose, they choose to look at and they choose to be sensitive about. So it's really, like, there's really no winning. Yeah. You know, if, if you're doing the right thing, if society, if society labels it as bad, it's bad. You know what I mean? So it's really like no win. You, you have no choice but to just be yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. What you're doing, what you're doing now, could be the right thing. Yeah. If society says, "Well, that's the bro, that's the wrong thing to do," and you're the bad guy. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, just all just to be yourself, man. It don't change for nobody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I think it's even more hilarious about the Nike ad, and people are getting upset about it. But it's like they, the media said. Like stop protesting on the field and do it off the field, and then people are being—they do it off the field, and people are still being critical. Criti- ah. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's, there's no winning. Like there's no yeah. winning, and there's no hit. You know, whatever they say is going to be right is right, and whatever they say is going to be wrong is wrong. Whatever, whether it's right or wrong, you yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. So, are you ready for some uh, fun questions? Yeah, I'm ready, man. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you're on, if you're on a deserted island, who are three people you would take? Three people. Yeah. Who, you, who, you, who, you, who are you surviving with? Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to 
that we hit it up with that I'm, that I'm with at the time or whatever. But it was my wife, girlfriend, or whatever. I'm gonna need that to survive. That's one. I mean, am I wrong if I don't pick my if I don't bring my kids with me? <laughs> 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 like I'm trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, you get, yeah, you get, yeah, I guess you got, you got to bring your kids. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just basically, I'll bring, you know, I'll bring my significant other, I'll bring my two kids with me. So that's three, that's three. So you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do everything together. You know, we'll there you go. Together, together, we'll die together. We'll, you know, we're gonna die together. There you go. <laughs> All right, who, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of, uh, I'd say, I guess, linebacker slash defensive ends, like top Mount four. Rushmore. And that's, uh, how many, how many people on Mount Rushmore? Four? Yeah, top four. We go top five. I like the top five better. Okay, we got, uh, Reggie White. Okay. And now we got Javon Kurtz. Okay. Uh, we got Julius Peppers. All right. We have Shannon Sharp. You know, I was a huge Shannon Sharp fan growing up as a tight end. Okay, that's cool. And, I mean, it's very, and a very Sanders, man. You know, he wasn't no defensive a linebacker, yeah. but, you know, I respect the guy for what he did and, and how he played back then. Yeah, yeah for sure. What were you saying? I said, oh, and Barry Sanders. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, he's not a defensive linebacker, but, you know, just what he did back then at that time was, was amazing. You know, he would excel now as a running back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. How about this one? Favorite West, restaurant in West Haven? Restaurant in West Haven? Yeah. What's the name of the, what's the, name of the deli uh, right off York Street, right across the street from the uh, police station they put in West Haven? Huh? Provenzano's? I don't, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, I think you're talking about, oh, you're talking about Pops? Yeah, pops, pops, yep. But they got breakfast on the roll. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they closed down. Did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> they got the, the potatoes, the egg, and cheese, and the, uh, and the, uh, and the sausage sandwiches, man. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. man, we just get, get first period every day for those. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about what? What's on your playlist right now? My playlist. I don't even have a playlist right now. Honestly. <laughs> I don't even have to do this, man. Like I, I've been, like I've been, I've been busy. Like I'm so behind on music. Like I still haven't even whole, heard like the whole Drake album. You Did know you? what I mean? So when I, <laughs> when I when I when I work out and stuff, I just listen to Pandora. Like I haven't. I'm so I'm so far behind on music right now. Gotcha. You just put it on shuffle. Right. I got a lot of people saying they just put it on shuffle. Yeah. I got it. I got to send you the Pandora. Yeah. I just put it on Pandora, like uh, the hit. Yeah, yeah, hit, for sure. Hit to R&B. Okay, gotcha. I got to send you. Uh, I just dropped the PG Sports mixtape. I got some rappers to uh, sing about songs based on my t-shirt designs. Yeah, man. Send that, send that over. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, last but not least, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, I did just, uh, I just deleted my, my Instagram account um, permanently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, don't, I, I just felt like it was a lot of, I don't know. I mean, this was just too much. You know, even, even though on social media, just scrolled through my feed, you know, I just felt like I picked up you know, a lot of negative energy, you know, even yeah. though it, it, it didn't bother me, like I saw like a lot of things that I didn't see or I didn't agree with, and, you know, a lot of stuff brought me the wrong way, so I just, you know, figured I'd just delete it all together, because if I had it, you know, I'll have no choice but to just look at it, look at my feed, and, and do stuff like that, but, yeah. um, but well, my uh, Facebook is just, just, I got a Facebook, Rob Jackson, yeah. I also got my Snapchat, Rob Jackson, it's my username on my Snapchat, it's uh, James, J-A-M, E-S-R-Y-Y-N. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck with the business and coaching. All right, dude, appreciate it, brother. All right, I'll see you. All right, later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.